Hello, strangers. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast, where we roll dice and put our imaginary lives in harm's way, just so you're entertained. If you love us, let us know by rating, liking, and commenting on your preferred podcast platform. Now, let's tell some stories. Gentlemen, clerics, arcane ladies, and some demon shit gets crazy. Fear of snow, wielding daggers, magic boats, and singing flowers. Everybody's got a beef with us, but ain't no problem to burn and run. Your evil shit don't stand a chance, cause you and dagger know how to dance. When last we left our heroes, no more Dark Lake. And with the Dark Lake at their back, our heroes found their way through a series of tunnels in search of Neverlight Grove. It was then that they stumbled across an ancient vessel, one that contained the animated ghost of Matilda Beckett's red mage idol. Of course, they murdered the fuck out of that idol and was able to acquire some epic loot. Now Victor, Tiri, Matilda, and Vladislav, along with their motley crew of companions, rest before continuing on their journey. Anyone interested in some morning food paste? <laughs> I got morning food paste for days. Prince Darendor raises his hand. Oh yes, I love food paste. This is wonderful. I Sarah. Died. Died. No. no. Oh, I thought somebody died. No. I saved the shit out of him. I yeah, have my own rations. Think I'm, I'm good if you would like to distribute the food paste to other people. That's delicacy. I've never had this food paste. Oh, come on now. Your rations will keep. This is magical food paste. I can spice it however you'd like. Eldith and Seraph look at each other and just kind of sigh a little bit. Alright. Food paste. Oh, I'm sorry. If you would prefer to stop, you go right ahead. No, food is important. Um, how about a curry flavor? Yes, some breakfast curry. Why not? Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're in the underdog. There's no rules or civilization <laughs> down here. <laughs> or civilized people. Spice in your life. Just well, I'm getting a little tired of the biscuits and gravy every morning, okay? Well, that's... Mm. <laughs> biscuits and gravy? Well, man, I bet that hurts Victor right at his core. It's like, but that is breakfast. <laughs> well, we'll start getting to the create food and water. All right. If you're a spellcaster and everyone here is, Terry, since you come to the Underdark, you've started having some dreams, and they've been getting worse. Mm-hmm. Every time you dream, everyone... <clears throat> The more you now, uh, Vladislav, this is the first time you've been down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've had you've been here a couple days, really, and we're yes. you know, um, the dream's starting to get worse for you, and they're all about the same. Um, at this point, everyone, your dreams are coalescing into your everyone's dancing, decaying, rotting friends of yours dancing around, and oh. yeah, and it's everyone you've known, you, your sister. As much She's, as I have mixed feelings about her, I don't necessarily want to see that happen. But it's very vivid, almost like you can reach out and just, like you can feel it now even. You can smell the rotten decay. It feels real and it feels vivid and it keeps getting worse every night you're here. But just letting you know, mm-hmm. that's going on still. Here's your cura paste, madam. Thank you. Rest there, I was like, no, this is this is really good. Oh. Hey, it's very interesting flavor. No, it's, this is good flavor. No, it, it, it is so good. I like this food. Uh, and he gets it all over his fur. <laughs> oh, that's a man who loves his food. Well, no Jamaican there for a second. But seriously, so I, I, I try to strive to be a royal type, and uh, I just did not mean. I just got excited about your food there. So. Well, there was no excitement like royal excitement, so you don't have to apologize to me for enjoying this magnificent feast. He's just kind of putting it in, matting it around. Just okay. Real quick. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Onward, then, you think? Everyone? Okay. I guess we go back out of hole and continue the. Hmm. I'll box up the remaining food for the last throughout the day. Since we don't have the ship anymore, I'm going to carry it with us. <laughs> Sounds good. Prince Darendale will, more, will uh, be more than happy to carry it on his uh, shoulders and carry the box for you. Did we put it, put it in bag? But a magic bag. Yeah, man. Sure. Let, let him feel useful. 
I'm making a point to memorize our path so I can make my way back here. Okay, absolutely. You can uh, take out your journal, kind of mm -hmm. make some notes. Yeah. Um, in fact, roll me a survival check real quick. Six. Yeah, that's going to be rough going, but you can, you, you're making your notes. You're making your notes. Do you Just have any detailed. assistance? Uh, do you happen to be trained in survival? Well, I do have a keen mind, so... I Sure, that's all right. Don't don't need my help. I'll just go back to <laughs> you know, I'm just having to. Not Poor Victor. Stool comes up to you. You know, making an effort. I think to be like maybe help you out. No. I just think that no, let's make it to Mushroom Town. Let's <laughs> Stool leads the way as far as nodding his uh, uh, his approval of different paths and feeling out where uh, never lost on the shoulder. Yeah, he's on your shoulder. Another day of journey goes by and it's much like you've already been through where there's some parts that are designated as like dungeon tunnels and you don't go near those, right? There is one that you have a I'm going to help out with a rolling uh, 21 survival check. Ooh, love it. I would reckon assist. There is one thing that you do notice because I'm going to give this to you for your survival check and for your perception is super high anyways. Mm -hmm. First off, you kind of get a feeling, now it still goes, we're getting really close. We're getting really close. And now you're seeing, oh, well, wherever these type of plants are, and there's, there's definitely tunnels that have more plants than others, and wherever these type of mushrooms and things like that, you got it. No, this is definitely the way. And you don't, at a certain point, you don't need Stool's help. You also notice old tracks. Tracks that look like they're probably about a week old. And these tracks look, uh, and you were, you were able to notice it, you know, before you saw the tracks from the earlier drought. And now you're seeing tracks where uh, maybe these tracks go up to the demon signs, maybe they're putting out the demon signs, but they're definitely going in the same direction. And this looks like about three sets of tracks, but they're about a week. Duly noted, thank you. <clears throat> Eventually you come into a very large clearing, and this is basically an underground jungle of sorts in this clearing. Very large mushrooms open up, lots of fairy flies, just kind of like a little, little fireflies that are going everywhere. And underneath some, some of these large mushrooms are all kinds of luminescent vines and things. And it's just, at this point, it is lit up. And it looks... And it looks magical, really. It's pretty beautiful from my perspective as a DM. But you decide in your own characters if you think it's beautiful. But it's very much this jungle that's alive with everything the Underdark has to offer, but the more colorful parts of it. Cool. Mm. I believe we've got you home, my little fungal friend. Oh, we are here. This is this is the forest, and right above the forest, and he kind of nods over there. That's the, 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 the circle of hunters are right over there. Yeah, let's go. Come on. Circle I'm sorry, the circle of hunters? Yeah. What, what is it that they hunt? Well, I guess I gotta tell you this um, in case it's a little strange for you. So, and still kind of looks a little, little shy. It's like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but... Is it people? No, no, well, yeah, but not, mm. not living people. You see, the Mykonids, we, we like to, the best way to say this is recycle life. So we take things that are already dead and we make them into right, like servants that help us out in day-to-day -day living. So necromancer so mushrooms. We, so we never room. <laughs> we never actually kill them. No, that's not part of who we are. We're peaceful. So they're undead. Now well, they're uh, just animated. Yeah, they're not really undead. They're like they're like me. They're they're their plants, really, at a certain point, they... But undead I think, plants? No, I don't think it's undead. I think they just cover the bodies in in mushroom, and the mushroom animates. So it's, I think... Oh, just I gotta of, see this. Like using the bodies puppets. as infrastructure? Yeah, like I guess. Y yeah, like a, like a mushroom marionette. Um, a yeah. mary mushroom, a mushroom net. I can't make that work. Where are they? Let's go see. And he starts hopping over. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to meet everyone. Yeah, let's go. Mm. So at a certain point, the uh, jungle, and this jungle takes about, I'd say about 30 minutes before it clears out, and you actually see a wall of zerkwoods. Like a zerkwood, like a, looks like a wall, a definitely defensive wall. Like there was some thought put into this. Within the wall was something like, like a large entrance. And at the large entrance, you see large mushroom, uh, two large mushroom 
people, like humanoid mushrooms. They look like they stand about six feet tall. So is it like a walled city where it's like a... It's like a walled city. Like Palisade, a, like... Yeah, kind of like a, like, like a Jamestown or... Just... Yeah, think of it like a, like a large fort. I mean, these uh, Zerk woods go on until it reaches the, the tips of the cave <clears throat> on either mm-hmm. side. Okay. This is this is really big. Yeah. This is huge. And out in front, you actually see, and you go, mm-hmm. see, that's what I'm talking about. And there's, um, you see a pair of drow, you see a pair of uh, duergar, you see some duro, you see, um, you actually see some zygoth. You see, um, they're there, but they're covered in vines. And they're, they have like uh, mushrooms growing out of them. And they're like digging, looks like they're making, um, gardens out out front and at one stretch of the garden um there is certainly like flowers and beautiful things growing out of it and it's like like this is long garden in front of the palisade that they've just been they'll just dig and they'll just rinse and repeat so while they would alive they would be things that we would normally be defensive about these are they uh, don't look at you at all and they are just working we understand that these are not threats uh stool has told you these are not these yeah they're just Servants, cool. they just help us out, and that way we give them a fresh view of life. And perhaps if they were evil or did wrong things in the past, they can at least help create good life in the future. That's just the way we we are. I hope that doesn't seem strange. Well, strange certainly yes, but uh, I think I find this acceptable. It's just a different kind of grave robbing. I think it's so kind of a nice sentiment, actually. I'm all right with it. I suppose it's not. It's just like letting a body rot, but more useful. Yeah. This doesn't trigger anything for me, so I think I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. This is cool. I want to go examine one. Oh, one of the servants? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want a closer look. You go up to one, there's a drow. Mm-hmm. He just kind of has dead eyes, like glassed over eyes. Okay. And it's just kind of like... I do feel compelled to say just a, just a brief little death ride for everybody I can see. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna go from one to next, say a quick little, oh, yeah. I hope your soul's okay, All right. and then just move along. Okay. Anyways, yeah. uh, so you went up to go uh, investigate one of the servants. Yeah, the yeah. The closest one, like a, a drow. A drow, yeah. And like rags, and mm-hmm. just uh, has like a, has like a pickaxe, and is just trying to like basically make, I guess till, mm-hmm. till like farming. Like they're they're making big rows of stuff, and it's, it's just okay. We know you don't know about farming. I know nothing about farming. <laughs> but this mushroom guy does. Yeah, this mushroom guy knows a lot more than me. Yeah. When you approach, he kind of stops and he just kind of goes. Mm. I'm sorry. How was that for the listeners at home, James? Oh, he uh, bowed uh, just slightly. All right. When he bowed, so he has like these very dead eyes, right? Yeah. Was there any appearance of action from inside or was it basically just the crap growing on him was bowing there was action like his body is moving yeah and but if you look really close it's like maybe his veins are kind of replaced with uh with vines that kind of thing he is it's very much taking the form of the humanoid that yeah that it's it's forming back up right i just want to make sure that the only thing that has any life essence is the vine stuff and not the corpse inside it well, I mean, that's just from you looking at it. So, yeah, yeah at, yeah. at this point, it doesn't look like he has a beating heart or anything like that. that well, working. let's get the final word on it. Uh, Mr. Tyrion, what do you sense from them? Uh, I can... I mean... You can sense the presence of undead. Do you sense undead? I don't know if that's really worth casting, though. They're no threat. All right, then. For the sake of knowledge? I could. Anyone? If you'd like. This seems to be a point of contention that uh, feels like it deserves to be resolved. That takes a spell slot. Well, don't worry about it then. I, I don't actually care that much. Let's uh, go about our business and not... Oh, no it doesn't. No it doesn't. It's just divine. Uh, three times per long rest. So, yeah, six. Yeah, you don't you don't sense any undead. No. Okay. These aren't exactly undead. They're just uh, uh, mycelial animations. Okay. Let us continue. On top of the mushrooms. Mushroom, mushroom automatons. A ton mushroom. Mushroom I feel like it's there somewhere. I just. Can't I believe. I believe it. you just need to find word for it. Mm. No, they're not undead. Okay. Good. Stool's just looking between all of you. Like, We're just checking them out. It's all right. 
There's more. If you're not tasty emotions, it might be no, 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 That's funny. Yeah, yeah, it was. No, no, not gonna set fire or anything. Just, just checking it out. Just want to learn the stuff. Yeah. You have your, uh, do you have your goggles on at this point mm. so you can see? Yeah. Um, because you have insanely high uh, perception, mm. you do see kind of in the in the far right and way back. You actually see a human. First mm. time you've seen a human. Just, but it's still like. Am I see a little human? Yeah. Well, I will do like I've been doing and just say a quick final rites and maybe fix up his clothes a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, they were just basic threads. It was not. Sanitary. So you go up to the uh, the entrance, and there are two giant uh, mushroom mycanids um, there. I walk up and I'll hold up. Sporbia, hello. We brought your friend back home. One of them is. Uh, one of them looks over and it's like, oh, you brought stool back. He wanted to come home. We helped bring him here back home. This is great. Ah, oh, welcome home, stool. Welcome home. And he kind of claps and stools like, yay! Yay! Butterflies for all! It was butterflies. <laughs> butterflies for Yeah, Mike and his stop for a second. It's like, whoo, whoo. It's celebration! Oh. And there's one, uh, the one that, that that didn't answer you guys, He's he starts kind of dancing and he starts like putting I, his I arms dance with him. Yeah. I dance with him. Just... It starts dancing and still goes, oh, that's weird. We don't dance. Okay. But one's definitely dancing with you. And uh, the other one who grabs Stool and he puts Stool up on his shoulder, it's like, Ah, Stool, it is good to see you again. I am glad to see you and that you've come back. Come back to the mounds. You're home. And he looks at you guys. You brought him here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Look, I would love it if you would come meet Sovereign Basidia and Sovereign Philo. Okay. They might reward you for your uh, efforts. Well, sure. it would be nice to say hello at least. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Come with me. Okay. My name is Lupa. Well, it was so nice to make your acquaintance, Lupa. My mm. name is Lord Victor Sinclair. It is ever so nice to meet you as well. I am uh, I am the leader of the Hunter Circle. And he points, as you start walking, you, you, look, you look over and there's a mound with uh, like uh, mushrooms and stone and all kinds of flowers. It's a definite mound and there are... There are about uh, 12 of Myconids um, around it, all kind of, uh, they, look like they're, uh, they look like they're in a meditation circle of sorts. And it is good that you brought Stool back. I was hoping he'd become a hunter son. Isn't that right, Stool? Like, yeah, one day I want to be a hunter like you. It's like, oh, I'm sure you'll be an day. excellent hunter one day. We will see. He has many Boy. cycles to go. And he starts taking you, and, and this place is huge, and it's like a huge botanical garden. There's a, there's a lake in the center, and around the lake are other mounds with other types of myconids around their mounds. Not all of them are meditating. Some of them are uh, going about daily business. And you do see a couple of, uh, of the other, he, he points over some hunters that are taking in some corpses, and they're taking them somewhere. It's like, we have recently been finding more and more corpses around. Where do you find them? Oh, the explorers find them, ah, at this point, miles away. Not that long from here. Explorers like you? Oh, I'm a hunter. Right, but I mean like your species. Yes. Okay. Yes, our explorers. They go out and make sure the, uh, the perimeter and beyond is, is safe. That type of thing, right? So. Okay. Yes. So what you're saying is the corpses are getting closer. The corpses are getting closer. Well, that's... More dying for some reason. If you're... I can't tell you apart. I'm so sorry. But flesh peoples. Well, over at the pile of bodies at the Dragon Inn, what does it look like they got? What's the uh, hall today? Well, the hall today looks like a, a deep gnomes. It's like about five, six deep gnomes. Mind if I uh, examine that before you process them? Just take a look at what sure, you Sure, sure. Terry is mildly offended. Now, right now, um, uh, you notice, by the way, and maybe this is a point you notice, he has not moved his mouth. You've only He's only spoken to you through... Um, telepathy. Telepathy. And like stool does. Yeah, but it seems like whatever stool does, uh-huh. it's all around this 
this grove, this okay. giant grove you guys are in. And he goes, sure, sure enough, let's come over. And he, and he stops one of the, uh, he stops one of the explorers, um, or one of the uh, hunters, and he, uh, he goes, uh, this, this flesh person would like to see what you have brought for the, for the molding today. I'm gonna, let's see, medicine 16, just to see how they died. No, I mean, you're religious enough. Um, these look like demon gash wounds. Like, not only is it gash, but it's all that, some of that, that soul-sucking type of energy is kind of gaping wounds. We smell like brimstone. Yeah, they kind of smell like brimstone. And they look like thing. workers or soldiers, or how are they done? These look like miners. So it has like a little axe pick. Do any of them have any, any maps on them of whatever mine they were working on? Anything at all on them besides their pickaxe? No, just pick it. Uh, well, okay, actually, uh, one of them does have like a fanny pack that's full of uh, various metals and gems. One gem in particular is actually pretty expensive looking. It's like a ruby, but it's uh, metals and gems. You mind if I take this? It could be useful to us later. It doesn't seem like a young He guy. looks at it he's like, mm, yes. Much obliged. We have no use for it. Tools or things I'll like say that. a quick burial rite for each of the deep gnomes. That is a question. Ah, uh, yes. Into your explorers, have they mentioned anything? My, my friend Wichter here uh, would like to get back to the surface area. Do they have any, have they seen it? Do they know a path? He looks very um, confused and he just says, Me, no. I, we have no need or want to go. The, the sunlight actually hurts us. Well, I don't want to take you, but they, they very much want to get out of Underdark. The oldest and wisest of us, the Sovereigns, they know a great deal about the Underdark, and perhaps one of them can help you. Okay. You wanted us to meet them, right? Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Yes. And he takes you over, and again, there's there's probably about six mounds in total, each having, and he, and he kind of points them out. Some are growers. Um, what they call growers are uh, ones who not only make new mycanins like sprout, but also uh, some of these mounds are meant for making the servants. And uh, as you're walking, um, don't roll me an insight check. Who's good with insight? Mm, yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, not my nope. Not not no. Nope. No. I mean, I could try. I've got yeah. a negative modifier, but it's not a shot. You guys don't really notice any, like, they're not really pulling something together at this point. Yeah. Like, you notice something, but it's not, you're not pulling it together as anything that's suspicious. So. At this point, he takes you over these, these, uh, and, and again, every bit of this place is like rolling hills with giant zerk woods and giant mushrooms and everything's all lit up in Christmas. He takes you to the biggest mound, which is in the center of this entire, just never like grove. Does anybody else seem to be paying any particular attention to our little mushroom guy? There are a few Mykonids who come up and they are very happy to see him. There are others that seem to be happy and dancing and doing stuff, but they don't care. There are a few who come up and they and they all act kind of like uh, this guy. He's 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 very kind of stoic for the most part. He's excited, but he's kind of stoic. And they all do the same. They're like, Stool, it is good to see you. Stool, it is good to see you again. So glad you are safe. So glad you are safe and oh. the stool look uneasy. It'll, it'll be look to, it'll be good to meld again. Stool uh, stool looks happy. He looks really happy right now. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a mushroom. He's yeah, yeah, facial features. Yes. When he's talking, he's like, guys, this is gonna be so great. And like, he's like a kid. He's like, guys, you're gonna meet the you're you're gonna meet the sovereigns. They're gonna be they're gonna be so great. And then maybe they'll know like how to help you guys out. And then I get the meld with my with my with my. Uh, my mic and friends again, and all like just. What does that mean? Meld. Yeah. Uh, meld is when what you call sleep, but okay. we meld together. So all of our hopes and dreams and aspirations and who we are, we get to share them. And he points over, and there's a couple of uh, mic and melding right now, and they are basically like they have their arms stretched out, and they're like in a meditative state. And you can see some like uh, it doesn't need to be touching. Mm -hmm. You can sense that since they're very tele. Telepathic? Yeah. They're probably telepathically melding. Got that avatar vibe going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much an avatar vibe. And he does say, like, I mean, now something's a little off, but I don't know what it is yet. I'll, I don't know what it is, but, but I'm really excited. 
Yeah, you said earlier that your people don't dance. Yeah, and it, as you say that, you look over and there's a there's the uh, circle of growers, and mm-hmm. they seem to be like hippie dancing around their uh, melting spot. So that's not what you'd call normal behavior. No. Huh. Okay. And then there's uh, Lupa, who's kind of. Um, listening in to as you guys are talking. Yeah. And he goes, not at all. He's like, I'll keep it to myself. It is not my place. But, and he kind of looks over at them. He's like, they do not melt with us anymore. Okay. So mm. dancing is bad? It is nice that they are having a good time. But, but it has come out of nowhere. And I do not understand what their good time is about. So I cannot have this good time. Perhaps. Ah. It is good, maybe with your people too. It is good that people dance, laugh, find joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're not. Same with us. We like joy. But they won't share their joy with you. No. And this is not the way of your people. No. Mm. I before I meet you, meet both. So I kind of stops for a second. Looks over at Stool, you know, like, uh, this is definitely, you get the vibe that he was a big brother type to Stool. And he goes, when you meet the Sovereigns, I suggest you talk mostly to Pisidia. And you keep your distance well enough from Philo. Philo has stopped melding with us. See, they are both equal rulers. Hmm. But Philo is different now. And Basidia has any and you can tell, like he actually waves his hand and a new kind of shower of spore comes over. It's like no one can hear us here, but Basidia is talking of leaving the grove. I don't I I'm very sure it will happen soon. And he talks he looks at Stool, it's like you're coming with us, Stool. The dancing ones. They will be staying. Because it feels like your society is separating the two classes already, the, the dancers and the non-dancers. Yes. Well, every, uh, I imagine there's a point where there's a amount of growth where it has to split off eventually. That is Cast usually. Cast your spores out. That is, that is the way of things. Usually there was only one sovereign, but many, many cycles ago, we found that having these two sovereigns together really cultivated this rich. You look never like never have I been a part of something so beautiful and wonderful as the grove you're in now. It is lovely. Thank you, and I certainly hope you instill your joy as much as you can. I, I will tell you, there is no threat. It is just enough of a difference that we are uneasy. Mm. Unless you have anything else to say. No, let's go meet the sovereigns. Right underneath the largest mushroom cap, and on top of the largest mound, are uh, two sovereigns. And they are much bigger than regular Mykonids. Mykonids are about six foot five, around that. These guys are about eight feet tall, both of them. Being from a noble family and mm-hmm. accustomed to the ways of court, I imagine Tiri would show diplomatic deference and probably like Bauer or whatever the customer yeah, is. Like so she would he, follow. Uh, he's just like, hello, mushroom people. So, uh, She'd probably yeah. tug on his so, uh, wing Luba, or whatever and be like, come here. So, so Luba comes over and he waves his arms grand and he goes, my sovereigns, Stool has come back and these are his saviors. Yeah, I'll Stool bow down. and I'll kind of like, and he kind of leans over to Stool and you guys like, Stool, when you are done talking to Sovereigns, please join me and I'll make sure you're okay. You guys do not mind, make sure he gets to me safely. Sure. I will be back at the entrance doing my normal duties. Okay. As, as everybody's and, bowing and introducing themselves, by the way, I'm making just the spectacle of it. Yeah. Like glitter. There's <laughs> glitter, maybe a firework. <laughs> and one. I'm going to take the, the first city, I'm going to focus it into one one beautiful butterfly. Oh, like a big, giant, beautiful mm. butterfly? Yeah, bigger than normal. Hmm. 
Uh, Sovereign Philo, there's a definite difference. Sovereign Philo has all kinds of luminescent vines over the top of his mushroom cap, like draped over him. Similar to what we saw in the caves? Uh, similar. Yeah, some of those luminescent vines and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. So he has that, and he's like, oh man, that's beautiful. That is so great. I love it. I love it so much. And he starts clapping. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm glad this you enjoyed. Does it do tricks? Does it do tricks, man? I can do does much do more. No? Yeah? Tricks? You want to do... Okay. And I can do some tricks. And Basidia has about the same tone as uh, Luba. And it's like... <sighs> Hello there. I am Sovereign Basidia. Next to me here is Philo. Yeah, man. I'm Philo. I'm feeling good about you guys. You guys have a great energy. And just kind of like, yeah, loving the energy with you guys. I've always appreciated our vibe. <laughs> yeah, man, like a great vibe. Like, I just feel it. I feel it. My city's like, yes, yes, he certainly has been feeling a lot of things lately. So, how are you? And also, Thank you. We were worried sick about Stool. I sent some explorers far further than we normally do to try and find him. I'll make sure word gets back that they come back safely as well. Yeah, speaking of um, explorers and how far they usually go, um, Lupa said that you know a great deal about the Underdark and its sort of structures and pathways? A little too much. And he kind of laughs. A little too much. I've seen... I've seen many things. Okay. Yes. Any of those particular things might help us get to the surface by any chance? <laughs> he laughs. Uh, surface dwellers. I, I'm surely you can appreciate that as Stool is now home safely, we'd also like to get home safely. It is, and he kind of looks over at Philo, who right now is just kind of dancing in his own world. He's like, yeah, man, it's really great you brought him back, and home is home. Oh, I can't wait. The celebration is great. Oh, I just love it. And then uh, the city goes, it is part of our customs that if you save one of our own, especially Stool, a one of my most beloved of the saplings. I must help you. I will help you as much as I can. The surface world is nowhere we want to be, nothing we do, but I guarantee right. you. Just uh, a map or some directions would be greatly appreciated. Bladenstone. They have dealings with the surface dwellers. They will deny it, but it's true. I have seen it. I have seen the traitors, the humans. We don't get humans out here. Well, not many. But the miners of Flinding Stone, they trade. They trade with these humans. You can only find them from the surface world. And some of your surface world trinkets. Okay. You've seen them. And some of them come from Lingdon Stone. So there seems to be an increase... Or another place, but that's far from here. Where? Mental Darith. I don't know much about it, but it seems to be a melting pot. Mm -hmm. A place of neutrality between all the races. But it is uh, only for the most elite of traders. So we don't trade. Nothing I know of. Okay. It's, uh, and, what was the name of the gnomish city? Lingenstone. Lingenstone. Mm. Uh, you know the way to? To there? Yes. It's a bit of a, a smile that kind of creeps on his face a little bit, but he kind of sinks down a little bit. Yes. Mm. And he kind of looks over at Philo, and Philo is just like, yes, when you're done talking to them about that, man, I just... I need to ask them something. When you're done, man, you know, go do your thing, Basidia. I'm gonna, I need to talk to them too, real quick, when you're done. Basidia's like, we must speak a little bit more in private. Sure, a couple of uh, questions. Mm -hmm. 
I've noticed that you have one worker that used to be a human. Do you happen to recall where he was acquired? Oh. I remember when they brought him in for the molding, because we don't get a lot of humans. Sure. That was probably six months ago. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. Cycles. Cycles ago. That was... Hmm. Warrior had armor. Your human tools. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we found him uh, next to a a drow patrol. Mm. Is it between here and Lingenstone? Oh, yes. Mm. Lingenstone. Stone. Yes. Okay. And also you mentioned something about surface trinkets. Yes. Hmm. Do you collect surface trinkets? Hmm. It is, uh... And he kind of looks over at, at, uh, Philo, but then he kind of shakes his head and is like, he's lost his mind, he wouldn't care. I have what you would call hobbies. Hmm. I am a collector of things I do not know. Oh, interesting. Yes. May we observe your collection? Yes. Absolutely. If you're interested, I will share. And there's a bit of like a, mm-hmm. like, yes, come. Sure. To what this you got? Hut. Excellent. You have huts where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I, we've had a few. We found a hut. Oh. <laughs> and he, he kind of, he's very proud of his hut. <laughs> and if you're like, hey, whoa, 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 uh, when you guys are done, just come back up here. We want to talk to you. Okay? You got it. You All got right? it. Yeah. Because you're invited. And he kind of walks off. You're invited. Woo! We'll be right back. All right. After these messages. <laughs> <laughs> so Vasilio uh, takes you to this hut that's overgrown with vines and stuff. And uh, he's like, I try. Oh. And he kind of takes the vines off and he goes, I try to keep some of my collections in mint condition if I can. But uh, can't help it. So he, he opens up the door in this little tiny hut, and there is a, uh, looks like a, uh, looks every bit like a witch, a woman there who's sitting down, but she, she's clearly made of like vines and, and the same uh, uh, servant, like uh, servants that you've seen before. And he goes, oh yes, the old, uh, the hag who had lived here previously. We, I'm not proud of any amount of, we do not like to end lives. But she was tainting our roots. She was mm-hmm. disturbing things when we had gotten here at the grove. Sure. And I wanted her to do good in the new life. And the hag stands up and she looks, she just looks like an old lady. But occasionally you can tell that like her arm kind of shift into place. And it's like, and it's, and it's like an alien kind of, like a like a claw arm, but it kind of comes back, and he's like, mm. "I like your other, I like your humanoid aspect. I try to keep that one um, as I... under wraps as possible, as as close to uh, what wouldn't scare people off, I, I presume." What was her other aspect? Her other aspects, and you can see now, like her face kind of shifts, and it looks like a. Uh, and it, and it looks like almost like a demonic witch like face, like long nose, like sharp teeth, like like, but uh, claws for arms, that sort of thing. You know, standard hag. Yeah, now I'm just wondering why she's before, still probably. shifting. You said out loud, still, or are you actually? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it goes well when we servants are. It's a weird nature magic. Divinity, really, that keeps some of their soul essence. I guess the aspect of who they were doesn't truly go away, though the body, the, the soul is gone, but the remnants of who they were, and if that was magical, that does stay. Hags okay. can change form, so a transformation stays. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your collection. Yeah. You see plates, you see forks, you see like like uh you see pots, you see um oh you see uh necklaces of all kinds. You see a chain mill with the uh logo of 
uh, Mistport on there mm. with the Mistport badge on it. Mm. And uh, you see short swords. Um, there's a little toy wagon. Any number of things that are just kind of wreckaged and like you didn't, but your your perception is so hot. You don't see anything super. These are all just regular items. But as as uh, but City is looking around and he's actually he's very calm. But you can tell that this is probably as excited as this guy ever gets. It's like ah yes, this I I could you tell me what this is for? And it's a bowl mm-hmm. with a. Uh, with a stone in the center, and he's like, they came together. Like a mortar and pestle? Is that what you're yeah. describing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will explain to him what? the mortar and pestle. Okay. And he goes, oh, interesting. And he puts it back up. Well, you mind, I see some of these are awfully old and a bit worn. Do you mind if I clean them up and put them back to a little bit where they're supposed to have been, make them more authentic, mint condition? You know, the authenticity, of course, your surface world. Um, yes, as authentic as possible. And he kind of goes back. Start presentating them clean and mending them up if any of those bits are broken. And and his eyes just kind of light up. And he's like, ah, oh, I wish, I wish your surface light, your sunlight, wouldn't kill me. Mm. I would love to spend some time with you and your company. Oh. That would be interesting. While I'm doing that, I'm going to take a look at the armor and see if there's a name inscribed in it. Jack Thibodeau. Thibodeau? Thibodeau. Well, his family deserves to know what happened to him. Yeah. So I'm just going to take down that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this very much looks like the Warven gear you guys did uh, when you started the whole, like, getting going against the drow raids. Like, these are all oh, drow so raids. relatively are. new. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because he was confused, uh, you get this now, um, he was confused over years versus cycles. He was trying to get in your world, but cycles are not even a good like day or two. Like, cycles are a different sure. animal to them, yeah. right? Tell you guys something while we're here in, in relative peace, away yeah. from mm-hmm. the dancers. <sighs> yeah, what's up with them? They are infected. By what? I do not know, but I must find out. Or all of my kind may be under this spell of control. I am, I am planning on leaving soon and taking the ones who will listen to me, the ones who are not infected. So they are, is, sorry. Sorry. So is there a, a source of your life energy? I saw the mounds. Do you? Is there possibly a tainting in the mounds that could be responsible? I have an relative secret, so uh, as to not be disturbed in my research. The mounds are not the source. The mounds are very spiritual to us, but mostly significant spiritually. The, the mending, the melding can happen really anywhere, but it, it is best when you centralize. Not a mound, no. This is something else, something I do not understand and never seen. Did it come from outside? Did the explorers bring it in? I do not know. Uh, Who was the first person you noticed behaving this way? He looks down. My good friend, Philo. And he looks very solemn as he says it, too. Was, was what you would call best friend. Mm. Now, crazy, crazy plant man. He talks of celebrations, and he gets them. The, the more he starts melding with others, the more they hear the songs, they sing them, and they celebrate. Something songs. is coming. Songs? What kind of songs? I cannot hear them. Okay. I do not well, know. That does seem to be a reoccurring motif in yeah, our Yeah, it seems a little familiar. It's strange that Philo was patient zero, though. Had he gone anywhere? My... No, I do not feel it. Yeah, we both have our duties to attend, and sometimes that takes cycles to attend and come back. Well, he came back from a cycle, and he was different. Now we're getting somewhere. And where did he go upon the cycle? He went with some, some growers out to find something they said was big. But I do not know what that was. We find big things all the time. Once we found a purple worm. <laughs> that was big. You never want to mold a purple, purple worm. Not a good servant. 
Well, all right, I won't. <laughs> so, do you, uh, could you show us or tell us how to get to wherever it is that they went? Yes, I suppose I could. He uh, sits down and he puts his uh, plant hands over the uh, bottom of this, uh, and you guys are still in this hut. Mm-hmm. The hut starts growing some vines and grass up through the, through the actual, like, it's like rotted wood at this point. But the vines start growing up over there and it starts making this perfect replica of, of the uh, surrounding area. So you so see the growth. He's making a map out of plant he's life. He's making a map out of plant life. Cool. And he goes over here, and okay. he points. And he points out, and then there's a uh, there's a circle, like a, a mound circle. I hope you and that you can do something with that information. I feel for my kind. I desperately need to know if I am escaping an inevitable, or if it is something I can. Correct. So the way you talk about it is like it's a disease. Yes. An infection. I yes. can't do it today. I'd have to sleep. But I do have a spell <laughs> that could potentially help. He shakes his head. His head. I, the finest. Clerics of all kind and blinged in stone. I had to find a way to pay them. Some of my nicer trinkets they took. I think they took me for what you would call a ride. <laughs> but they had some clerics here and said that mm, my friend is, is who he is now. Far too gone for whatever infection has occurred. We need to get the source. That's going to be the fix to all of this. All right. I mean, we have something to brief you on a little bit. But, mm. uh, well, I think we've gotten as much as we can from this particular interaction. Is there anything else? Uh, you guys go ahead. I have just another question. There is a uh, chest in this uh, room. You and your needless secrets. <laughs> you, uh, there's a chest in this room, too, and he goes, I have some finer trinkets, and I have... There was something I would like for you to investigate outside of this, if it's possible at all. Uh, sure, I think that's generally the plan. I think we're all into helping. It just seems to be the vibe. So, what's going on? The growers, some of them who follow Philo and other Philo's order, taking all of the bodies they find, your human bodies, they, they've started taking them outside the normal growing mound and he and he, there's a window here and he parts the some of the the vines so you can see there like where the end of this this grove is there's actually more like a hill up and you can even see it right now or one of the uh one of the gnomes that you guys had is actually being carried up these uh large like very large stairs going up this uh, hillside it's a new, a new molding ground, a new, a new melding ground that Philo has taken upon himself to create, and we're not allowed. Please, go find what you can about this. Though I suspect, much like the drow who were here a few days ago, he will already ask you to come with him up there. Oh. He took some drow up there, and they didn't come back, I'm assuming. He told me they left already, but I do not believe a word that ridiculous man thing, plant man, might in it, might in it said. Well, he definitely said he wanted to talk to us, so we can go and get the information ourselves. Depending on how long you take, I, we may pack up and leave very soon, one or two of your day cycles. But uh, I will be here, and there's definitely every way I can contact you later. Yeah, I think that should be about right. But I will stay here, and if you feel I should go sooner than later with my people, then yes, tell me. Once you find out more from your sight. 
I think we're going to go back to that original point, see if we can cut off the uh, source of the infestation, mm-hmm. and uh, probably if uh, if the fellow takes us up to the hill, we'll probably just go ahead and do that real quick before we go off on the journey. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's let uh, Matilda have her secrets. Mm-hmm. We'll be uh, right outside. All right, bye. I want to step out. Mm-hmm. Basilia, do you know anything about Graven Hollow? Hmm. Many have come through here seeking, seeking this Graven Hollow. Hmm, thought they might. It, it is a place that changes its location depending on where it wants to be. So one does not find Graven Hollow as much as one finds a way to find Graven Hollow. Does that make sense to you? Nope, try again. Hmm. You're out of luck. <laughs> and he kind of does a big smile. Oh, Mushroom Man has a sense of humor. Okay. Hmm. But she may know. He points Ooh. over to the hag. Oh, the hag. The hag might know, huh? Hmm. I mean, unfortunately, she's a corpse. Sarah, would you mind doing a fortune? Sarah stops sweeping. She's sweeping up right now, the place. She, uh, she goes over to a place where there's a, a, looks like just a toy crystal ball. Takes it out and puts it on a, uh, on the front of a table, or on the top of a table, and sits down at this table, and she puts her hands out. Okay. I am Letty. If you, if she has anything left in her, perhaps she can help you. Okay, Sarah. First, nice to meet you. I'm Matilda. Hello, Matilda. Okay. I'm looking for Graven Hollow. (laughs) She puts her hand on top of the crystal ball. She goes. Touch my hand, and we will see what fortunes lie in your okay. future. I reach over and touch her hand. The crystal ball, and you know this because you, you're, you're pretty good with arcane. It didn't mm-hmm. actually pass super super uh, perception guy over here's check. It is just a ball. It's like a fun crystal ball. It's not like actual magical itself. But whatever magical energies this hag has, mm-hmm. she has now created some kind of um, spark, some lightning sparks within the crystal ball, and you go into a trance. Find what you need. Find it. And your eyes shoot back in, into your head. You find yourself at a cafe, outside, sunlight. That's weird. You smell fried bread. Oh, bread's nice. There's two people sitting at this at this uh, at this uh, table you're at. Okay. One's a half orc who looks every bit like a um, casino mob boss owner. Okay. And the other is not even trying to hide the fact that he's a red mage. The red mage pushes a book forward. One you have seen in your uh, red magey past. Mm-hmm that uh, is very, very much a prized possession. Okay. It is like based on the big book of necromancy. Okay. And you know for a fact this kind of stuff is probably illegal in this port in oh, most yeah. places. Oh yeah. Right. And a card is then pushed forward to the red mage. You can notice by the way, this looks like you're inside of a globe. Okay. Like there's only a finite amount of, of space you can walk around in. Yeah. All right. So basically inside the crystal ball. You're inside the crystal ball. Got it. And the red mage says, you know this card is useless without without the compass to find to find it. It was not the deal. It's not the deal, Mars Bruno. Not the deal at all. We're outside while she's having this yeah, vision. Yeah, yeah. And fucking Mars Bruno. Victor. Mm. Uh just curious. Mm. How long have you been traveling with Matilda? Uh, ever since this nightmare began. <laughs> How long is that? I, I'll be honest, I've completely lost track of time, but probably a couple months or so. Oh, that's easy to do down here. 
I don't know how long I've been yeah. down here either, actually, when you mention it. That is, I've only been down here maybe a week. Yes, we, we know. <laughs> I just want to say, this is new. new. But, uh, you're going somewhere? Uh, it's just, she seems a little bit... Evil. Oh yeah, she's a monster through and through. She's so sweet though. But they're not mutually exclusive. Why does she want to live forever? It's the vibe I'm getting from her. She's always asking questions about... Well, she's a cat, you see. The uh, curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. She doesn't look like a cat. Well, just, uh, that doesn't quite mean nothing, unfortunately. Can I insight check Victor to see if he's just screwing with me? Yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's crit. a natural 20. Uh, no, these are just down-home colloquialisms. <laughs> he means what he says, whatever that is. So, is she safe? Oh, goodness, no. Like I said, she's a monster. If you were around a cat that was as big as you, would you feel safe? I mean... As long as you don't turn your back and look too terribly tasty. I suppose. Sure. No, but uh, she has not actively worked against us. Well, mm, that's not necessarily true. No, uh, she has not direct... Mm. (laughs) (laughs) She has not... Succeeded in prohibiting our travels forward and has. Mm. We all have the same goal though, right? Oh. We're all trained to get back to the surface. Oh, no. <laughs> no. She's trying to just uh, get more delicious knowledge and uh, eventually she wants to get back to the surface, but she's in no particular rush. That's why it's uh, difficult to have to drag her around, because she's always getting a nose into something. So, I would like to leave. She wants to get everything she can, every scrap of information and life from everything that's around her before she wants to move on. Imagine trying to rush a locust. Doesn't work out too well. But uh, she has not been so immediately and actively evil that she warrants killing yet. And as long as she doesn't, well, she makes good company. Well, no. (laughs) She is definitely company. You know how when you, um, you know how when you put the pineapple out for company and then you just kind of put it away waiting for him to leave? She doesn't leave. But that's, well, to be expected. Terry doesn't know anything about pineapples. She's just, he's lost her. Right, okay, thanks for that. Never mind. Mm-hmm. If you insist. You don't find Vladis about evil, do you? I, I don't think so. That's good. The scene swipes, Star Wars style, back mm-hmm. to Matilda in her uh, in her crystal ball world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where uh, where the Red Mage had just just gotten the Big Book of Necromancy and a card, or no, he gives the Big Book of Necromancy to the Half Orc. Mm-hmm. And in return, gets a card. Mm-hmm. Mars Bruno. Mars Bruno. Okay. And the guy looks every bit like a, just like a yeah, yeah. gangster guy. Yeah. And, uh, He's a gangster guy who can get cards. <laughs> so, uh... And the red mage was mad because he didn't have a compass. I know a fellow with a compass. Uh, at the end of the day, Mars goes, uh, you know, you would if you would... I would just, I really would love a red mage in the black network. Why don't you just join us? You help us out enough. Just join. I'll give you a good spot. And I could help you out with all you need to know. Just join us. The red mage stands up like, payment's been received, I'm out. The black network? Yes. And that is when everything goes back to you. Excellent. Cool. The hag seems to have uh, just slumped over. And it's like, ooh, you was the last of my hag. But I hope it was 
useful. It was extremely useful. Thank you so much. And thank you, departed spirit of Sarah. So the fan said no thanks to a lack of a song at the end of a show. Got Twitter spanked, which made James Tyler think. Got upset, then drank with cosplay stanks. Got a little rowdy, caused a stank. Should've cast blank, but wit's too slow cause of all the drank. Cast in large, but miscast drank. Embarrassed him, but still had game. Sorry girl, didn't catch your name. Grab Sunny D and something fizzy You know I'm a gentleman with ginger hair Rolling dice, try not to stare Damn girl, hate to kick you out But North by Northwest needs a shout Don't act so surprised We ride or die with them dice Dress them stories up nice Diddle the fans once or twice Have you met us? We entice Catching all the honeys with fly Know where epic levels slide You like vibes? We got vibes You want fries? Let's order fries You like pies? Then you need to try Sweet style pie. Food and dagger. Food and dagger.